Good evening, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to Switch, the midweek event of the Elevation Church. Wherever you're joining me from, I want you to know that the presence of God is with you right there. Please take distractions away from you as we engage the Word of God together this evening. Uh, we're also going to uh, be answering questions, and also when it's time, I'll, I'll let you know that you need to uh, put in your prayer points so that we can pray on those uh, uh, issues together. Uh, before I, you know, get into the word, I, 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 I know that last week at about this time, we were having the Accelerate Prayer Conference. I wanted to please engage the comment uh, uh, section of the chat room right now. I just wanted to make a comment about the Accelerate Prayer Conference where you are there. Uh, did you join the service? And if you joined the service, what's your feedback? Can I get to know your feedback? Was it great for you? Did you get a word from God? Or was it fantastic? I wanted to just engage me at this time and let me know uh, what your feedback about the Accelerate Prayer Conference uh, right now. This is just about a week ago. It looks like it's been longer than that, but it's just about a week ago. And I, I know that it was really a blessing, but I really appreciate your feedback. So I want you to get in there right now and, and, and chat, chat, just write something. I want to know your feedback about the Accelerate Prayer Conference. And as you do that, I'm going to get into uh, an opening prayer and get into the word. Just a brief sharing that I have. And I have questions that have been written uh, before now from some of you from our social media platforms. Because I have a lot of questions, I can't promise that I'll take live questions today. But I know the questions that I have are quite generic, and a lot of them will cover what you also have in mind. Uh, if you don't mind, you can also let me know where you're joining the service from, especially if you're outside of Lagos. Let me know where you're joining the service from, and let me know your Accelerate prayer conference experience. I, I, I want to know that. Uh, just Maybe just describing that in one word. Uh, will be, somebody said, mind-blowing. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm seeing all kinds of things, uh, especially from, from uh, YouTube and Facebook. Somebody said it was fantastic. Uh, it was an awesome time in God's presence. Uh, yeah, so thank you very much. Thank you, thank you. Uh, it was awesome. It was, it energized me. Wow. Uh, somebody said it, it, it was overwhelming. I, I, I know it was, it must be positively overwhelming. It's uh, a lot of awesome, uh, you know. Uh, that, that, that's really nice. I'm, I'm encouraged that the conference uh, was a blessing and a great addition to what God is doing in your life. Somebody said uh, Accelerate Prayer Conference was explosive. Uh, that's Esther. Esther Isioma. I said Accelerate Prayer Conference was explosive. Uh, got plenty revelations and I'm confident that God has gone ahead of me in this second half of uh, 2020. Oh, great. Great feedback. Great feedback. All right. Uh, let's get into uh, the, the matter of today. Uh, I pray today that what God has started in your life through the Accelerate Prayer Conference, he will complete it, he will perfect it, and make his face to shine upon you in the name of Jesus. You will have a testimony. Don't forget, uh, your, your hands are not empty, and they're not going to be empty. In 30 days, you're going to have a proof of God's move in your life, and you will share a testimony in the precious name of Jesus. Let's share a word of prayer together. And Father, we thank you uh, for the benefit of being a part of this event. Uh, we ask, Father, that you pour out your grace as we uh, rub minds together, as, as we chat tonight, as we pray. Let the heavens uh, be open. As we answer questions, let your wisdom, uh, wisdom from above, be made available to give your, your sons and daughters encouragement, comfort, divine direction, 
and conviction of heart in the name of the Lord Jesus. Thank you, everlasting Father. Holy Spirit, we ask that you have your way and let your counsel uh, be established in the life of everyone joined to this service. In Jesus' precious name, amen. Praise God. Praise God. Again, thank you for joining me at uh, Switch uh, uh, this evening. Uh, it promises to be a wonderful, wonderful experience. Okay, so our uh, uh, topic for tonight is uh, dealing with the feeling of not enough, not being adequate. Uh, when not enough, uh, I choose to say when not enough is more than enough because the reality is that you're not enough and my, and, and my not enough is actually in the eyes of God more than enough. So I, I like to start out by letting you know that the feeling of inadequacy is more emotional and psychological than a real feeling. My feeling of inadequacy is more emotional, it's more psychological, uh, perhaps premised on where I've been, what I've tried before and failed, or, or what people have said to me. Uh, so many things contribute to it, uh, but there's the, the, the one thing that I've realized that has helped me personally is that I have to look beyond my physical, tangible resources, whether it's the resources of the mind, which is my capacity to reason, or the resources of the pocket, which is money, or um, you know, skills, or gifts, or, or good looks, or whatever you want to call it. You have to look beyond that. You have to look beyond that. You have to recognize uh, that there are resources uh, beyond what is available to you in the physical that are available in the spirit. Ephesians 1 and verse 3, the first scripture I'm going to quote this evening, Ephesians 1 and verse 3, the Bible says, Blessed be God, the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has made us, who has, oh, sorry, who has blessed us uh, with every spiritual blessing in heavenly places in Christ. He has blessed us with every spiritual blessing in heavenly places in Christ. So uh, there's a blessing that is beyond the one that uh, you, you and I can see in the physical right now. Uh, spiritual blessings in heavenly places in Christ. And the Bible says God has blessed us with that. Uh, so for me to uh, size up myself based on what's available to me right now, based on what my mind can comprehend, based on what I know about myself, and then conclude that I'm not enough, uh, it's just uh, can be seen to be myopic when you think about it from a spiritual point of view. Because there are blessings that have been stored up for me beyond what my physical eyes can see or what my physical hands can touch at this material point in time. Blessed be God, the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. He's made us, I mean, he's blessed us with all spiritual blessings in heavenly places in Christ. So if I look beyond the physical, if I look beyond the physical, then I start to understand that. I start to see that more tangibly. That's what 2 Corinthians 4 and 18 says. Why we do not look at the things uh, which are seen, but at the things which are not seen. For the things which are seen are temporal. The word temporal means subject to change. So the things which are seen are subject to change. It may not look like I'm, I'm adequate. I'm enough right now. The psychological feeling, the emotional feeling that comes with that, tries to, they, they try to rob me of my capacity to aspire or to see myself overcoming the situation that I'm going through right now or the, the capacity to just lash on to something greater. But when I think about it from the fact that uh, uh, our faith in Christ Jesus is not based on what we are feeling. I am not a feeling. I am a spirit. Uh, uh, you know, man is a trapezoid being. Uh, I'm primarily a spirit. I live in a body and I possess a soul with which I connect with the elements of this world. And I have a physical representation in my body. But I am 
a, a, a spirit. I'm a spirit first and foremost. And so because I'm a spirit, I cannot completely depend on my feelings to judge everything that is going on around my life. So the, 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 the feeling of inadequacy is more emotional and psychological than the real thing. What is real, what cannot change, is what has been established in the spirit. This world is always trying to catch up with what has been established by God in the spirit. Yeah, that's what, 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 what happens in this world. Uh, God, you know, upholds all things by the word of his power. He said, my counsel will stand and I will do my good pleasure. So what has been established in the spirit, that what is going on in our world tries to catch up with it. That's why I said what is written is more important than what is happening. What is written uh, supersedes what is happening. What is happening will catch up with what is written. So if I understand what is written and I use that as the benchmark for the way I see myself, I will make greater progress. Uh, that's what David, uh, Joshua, and Caleb, that's what they knew in the Bible. When, when you read from Numbers 13, uh, from verse 30, uh, for instance, uh, about the story of Joshua and Caleb, whilst all the other spies that were sent uh, in Numbers 13, they sent spies to check the promised land. That's, that was when Israel uh, was at the border of the promised land, and then they sent uh, 12 uh, people to represent them, to go and spy the promised land and bring in a report. But when these guys went, what they saw there was so overwhelming for them, they tried to size themselves up against what they saw and their heart, you know, melted. So they came back with some kind of evil report. But Joshua and Caleb, they were different. Let me try to read it uh, for, for the uh, sake of people who may not be familiar with that scripture. Numbers 13, when you read from verse 30, uh, in the New King James Version, said, then Caleb quieted the people before Moses. So the people had given a report to Moses and they were saying, no, uh, the, uh, the land there is a land that swallows inhabitants. Well, well, you know, we can't go and possess it. So Moses, I mean, Caleb quieted them in front of Moses and said, let us go up at once and take possession for we are well able to overcome it. I love that. We are well able to overcome it. Uh, Caleb uh, was able to overcome the feeling of inadequacy that, uh, you know, that was pervasive in the life of the rest of the people that were there. But Caleb said, we are well able to overcome it. We are well able to overcome it. And uh, uh, the Bible says, but the, the, the men who had gone up with him said, we are not able to go up against the people, for they are stronger than we, and they gave the children of Israel a bad report of the land which they had spied out, saying, the land uh, through which we have gone as, as spies is a land that devours its inhabitants. And all the people whom we saw in, in it are men of great stature. That's no news. Uh, if, you, if you want to take over a great land, uh, it can't be follow. There has to be great people there. They, say, they said they were men of great stature. Uh, and they, there we saw the giant, the descendants of the Anak came from the giants. That's what the scripture says in bracket. They, they said we saw giants there and we were like grasshoppers in our own sight. And so we were in their sight. You know, uh, um, you can't eat your cake and have it. That's like what we say. They, 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 they saw that these people were big. 
at least they should give themselves the benefit of a doubt that these people must have heard about the, the fact that they have a covenant with a God that took them out of Egypt, that rescued them from the tyranny in Egypt, that dealt with, uh, with, with Pharaoh until Pharaoh let go of them, that took them through the Red Sea so that they walked on dry ground, but the Pharaoh and his armies perished in, in, in the Red Sea. You know, all that, they, they, they forgot about the fact that news travel. Uh, a lot of the time, when you feel inadequate, when you feel useless, when you feel like you can't amount to anything, uh, maybe the people that you're dealing with already have the news about what you have done before. But those things may pave into insignificance to you because they look like testimonies of yesterday. But there's a lot that God can do with the testimonies of yesterday if I choose to believe in myself. If my testimony of yesterday is still, still guards my heart against fear and against the feeling of inadequacy, that the God who came through for me uh, in high school can come through for me in university. The one who came through for me in university can come through for me on my career path now as I'm going on. The one who came through for me when I had my first child can come through for me when I'm having my second child. The one who came through for me when I was homeless and allowed me or helped me to be able to rent a house can come through for me to also own a home. That's how we progress with God. Yeah, the Bible says the path of a, uh, the just is like shining light. It shines brighter and brighter. I shouldn't get stuck on one side of God. There are uh, multifaceted uh, grace and favor with God. And if I can project, you know, like the psalmist in Psalm 133, uh, bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all of his benefits, who uh, healed your diseases, who forgive your sins. Uh, the psalmist just said, you know what? If I can just remember what God has done in time past, it can help me to work on my sense of inadequacy and low self-esteem, uh, which I should isolate as, my, as a problem that God can help me solve. So that I don't project it on God. These guys, when they saw the giant, they said, uh, uh, we, we, we were small in our own sight, uh, on, in our own heart, heart, because we compared ourselves to them. But the mistake they made was that they also felt that the giants and the people in the land also saw them small. Because the people in the land uh, may have been seeing them uh, under the shadow of their God, under the shadow of the covenant of Abraham, in which case they've had all kinds of testimonies of how their God came through uh, for them in time past. Uh, so uh, there's something about the can-do spirit, which is more important than my feeling. The can-do spirit. It wasn't like Joshua and Caleb did not see the giant, but they had a can-do spirit. Uh, they, they didn't allow the height of the giant to be projected on them. Uh, so that, 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 that's, that's, that's the, the can-do spirit uh, that overcomes, that helps you to overcome the feeling of inadequacy. Uh, it, it, the the, the, the can-do spirit is not dependent on the availability of tangible resources. It's more dependent on my focus on the intangible resources that are available to me. That's why the writer of 2 Corinthians, the great apostle Paul, writing to the, uh, to the Corinthians, 2 Corinthians 3 and verse number 5, I read it from the Passion Translation. The Passion Translation, 2 Corinthians, 5, uh, uh, from, uh, 2 Corinthians 3 from verse 4 to 6. Let me read from verse 4. Uh, in Passion Translation, it said, We carry this confidence in our hearts because of our union with Christ before God. Yet we don't see ourselves as capable enough to do anything in our own strength. For our true competence flows from God's empowered, empowering presence. He said our confidence 
flows from God's empowering presence. Not the amount I have in my, in, in my bank account. Not the people that I know. Not the father that I know the MD. Or not the father that my father is this or that. Or, or not because of my, uh, my good looks or because I know how to dress up or because I know how to talk. No. It said uh, that we, we, we don't see ourselves as capable enough to do anything in our own strength. For our true competence flows from God's empowering presence. He alone makes us adequate ministers, makes us adequate ministers who are focused on an entirely new covenant. The question I want to ask this evening, if you want to deal with a sense of inadequacy, you need to ask yourself, where's my focus? Am I focused on an entirely new covenant? A covenant of mercy, a covenant that's premised on grace, that is not dependent on you know, who I am or where I came from or whether I failed in the past or whether I, I, I was bullied in high school or in primary school. But the, the, this is now focused on who I am in Christ as a new creature in Christ Jesus. All things have passed away. Yeah, Bible says when any man is in Christ, a new creature. All things have passed away. 2 Corinthians 5 and 17. All things have passed away and all things have become new, and all things are God who has reconciled us and has given us the ministry of reconciliation. God is the one that is at work in us to help us renew this image and see ourselves differently. So our competence, or our sense of competence, our true competence flows from God's empowering presence. He alone makes us adequate, adequate ministers who are focused on entirely new uh, covenant. Our ministry is not based on the letter of the law, but through the power of the Spirit. It says in, in, in verse 6 of uh, 2 Corinthians 3, uh, in the Passion Translation here that I'm reading, the letter of the law kills, but the Spirit, but the Spirit pours out life. So, our confidence is not in who we are, in what we have done, in our personal competencies, or skills, our confidence is in the new covenant, the covenant that we have with, in, with, with God. And when we focus on that, we understand that the entire premise of our faith in our Lord Jesus Christ is not dependent on what we can see. It's in the intangible. Hebrews 11 verse 1, faith is the, you know, uh, 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 is the evidence of things not seen, uh, 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 the, the substance of things not seen, the evidence of things hoped for. When you, you have something in your hand and it boosts your confidence, it's not real faith. But when you are, you know, you, 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 you are unharmed, you don't have anything to fight with, but you still believe in Christ, that means this confidence, this sense of adequacy is rooted in my image, uh, 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 the image of myself in God and the covenant that I have with Jehovah, not anything else. Now, in, in, in dealing with uh, a sense of inadequacy and feeling incompetent or feeling useless, you need to uh, trace it to, you know, I, I tried to study it and I saw that there are two types of people when it comes to this. There are two types of people. The people whose sense of, 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 of lack of confidence or lack of uh, sense of inadequacy came from what people have said to them. Uh, when it comes from what people have said to you, uh, it becomes... A, a real issue that you need to be able to deal with. There are two characters in the scriptures uh, that had this experience. David had this experience where his, his sense of inadequacy came from uh, or could have come from what his brothers were telling him, what Saul also told him in 
1 Samuel 17, but he decided not to go with that because he was seeing himself through the covenant, the covenant that he had with God. He saw himself as a true Hebrew with a covenant with God. In 1 Samuel 17, when you read from verse 26, now prior to this time in the same chapter, uh, the father of David uh, had sent him to, to go look after his brothers who were men of war while he was just a, a, a small boy. Go give them food. So package lunch or whatever uh, and go, go and give your, your, your brothers. So David packaged all that and he went and he got there. It was an appointed time with destiny for him. See, if he had seen himself as being inadequate or being useless, he would not have been able to participate in destiny. His destiny will sidestep him or he will have sidestepped destiny. He got there, God arranged that he would get there when Goliath was standing and roaring at the army of Israel, where the guys were filing out to go and shake in front of Goliath. Goliath had been coming out 40 days, every morning, every day with Goliath. You know, just like we used to have a, a devotional that we call every day with Jesus. <laughs> it was more like a 40-day devotional. Their heart failed them because Goliath would come out and, and roar and, you know, and say all kinds of things and, and defy their God and just say all kinds of things. David got there at that particular point in time. As God will have it, David had a covenant mindset. He, he didn't look at Goliath and project Goliath on himself. He projected Goliath against God. If there's somebody listening to me this evening and you feel a huge sense of inadequacy, whatever is making you feel like that, whether it's a bill you have to pay, whether it's an exam you have to write, uh, whether it's, it's just the, the, the fact that you have tried some things and they don't, they, they've not worked out, I need you to project that thing on God and the covenant that you have with Jehovah and look beyond what is happening around you. David got there. He got, it was a setup. When God is about to push somebody to the next level, he will order your steps so that you get into some things that will look like a setup. David got there. Something in his heart made him feel like he could do something about Goliath. And then he started to, 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 to ask questions. Then the Bible says, Then David spoke to the men who stood by, saying, What shall be done for the man who kills this Philistine and take away the reproach from Israel? For who is this uncircumcised Philistine that he should defy the armies of the living God? And the people answered him in this manner, saying, so shall it be done for the man who kills him. Now, his brother, his big brother, because a lot of the time, our sense of inadequacy comes from people, people we interact with, whether at home, at work, some people's bosses at work, some people's parents, some people's siblings, some friends, some bullies at school. So the Bible says Eliab, his oldest brother, who, you know, was a big man, man of war and all that, came out. Eliab, uh, uh, his oldest brother, heard when he spoke to the men. And Eliab's anger was aroused against David. And he said, why did you come? Why did you come down here? <laughs> and uh, with whom have you left those few sheep in the wilderness? So, so Eliab saw David as that small shepherd boy with few, a handful of animals that he was chasing after. And you know, his destiny is okay if he just stays there. Just chase small, small animal. Your own destiny is not this big that you can then come to the battlefront like us. Though we have not been able to resolve this uh, Goliath, but we're still better off 
At least we can come to the battlefront. You, you're, you are a low life, you know, low destiny with animals. What, how, how, how did you even get here? What, what did you come to do here? When people query your aspiration, when they query what you are doing in life, please don't take it to heart. It's their ignorance because they, they are measuring you against uh, 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 their own pedigree, not against the God that has a covenant with you. And notwithstanding how small you are, there's a covenant that you have with God. And you always have to focus on the covenant. Look at what this guy said to David. Uh, he said, and who did you leave the sheep in the wilderness with? I know your pride and the insolence of your heart. For you have come down to see the battle. So Eliab thought, this boy is just one insolent prat. What are you doing here? And then you are even asking people about what will be done for the man who killed uh, Goliath. Do you think it's somebody like you that we're talking about here? You are not in, even if they multiply you times 100, you are not okay enough to, 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 to fight Goliath. That's what Eliab was trying to project at David. And David said, what have I done now? Is there not a cause? What have I done now? First Samuel 17 and verse 29. That's what somebody needs to say. What have I done, devil? What have I done? Anyone speaking uh, and speaking uh, the, 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 the words of the devil towards you, you need to be able to say, I, I, I've not done anything wrong. I just want to fulfill my destiny. And every tongue that is rising against you in judgment tonight will condemn in the precious name of the Lord Jesus. The same thing happened to Nehemiah in Nehemiah chapter 4. When you read from verse 1 to 5, uh, the Bible says, uh, as they started to build the wall, uh, uh, it happened that in, in verse 1 of Nehemiah chapter 4, that Sambalat uh, 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 heard that they were building the wall, which was a great project. Nehemiah had the opportunity to lead that project. I don't know what God has put in your hand right now. And you are feeling inadequate. They just gave you a new target at work or a new project to lead. There will be Sambalat. There will be Tobias uh, who will come and you know, speak in a disdaining manner towards you. And if you take it to heart, it will amplify or multiply your feeling of inadequacy. I mean, uh, uh, somebody else went after the Jews through uh, Nehemiah and just started to say all kinds of things. Uh, uh, somebody started to say things like, the Bible says, and he spoke, verse 2 uh, of Nehemiah chapter 4, and he spoke before his brethren and the army of Samaria and said, what are these feeble Jews doing? Will they fortify themselves? Will they offer sacrifices? Will they complete it in one day? Will they revive the stones from the heap of, of, of rubbish? Stones that are burnt. Now, Tobiah the Amorite was beside him. And he said, whatever they build, even if a fox goes up on it, it will break, it will break down their, 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 their stone wall. Hear, O our God, for we are despised. That's the word of the, the, the Jews. Anyone listening to me tonight and you have been despised, as you pray tonight, your reproach shall be taken away. Strength will be born in your heart. My God will turn your heart and infuse it with courage in the precious name of Jesus. Can I, can I get an amen from you? Go, go on there and type that amen. I want to see your amen. Uh, uh, glory be to Jesus. It makes me know that you are engaging what I'm saying here tonight. Uh, the Jews said, uh, in the last verse there, verse 4, he said, oh, uh, Hear, oh our God, for we are despised. Turn their reproach on their own head and give them uh, as a plunder to a land of captivity. Uh, uh, in the name of Jesus, I say it again. Any tongue that is confusing 
that is rising against you in judgment, that is reinforcing your, 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 your feeling of inadequacy from tonight with silent such tongues in the name of the Lord Jesus. And I decree that courage is infused into your heart, that grace is released to you. You will no longer hear strange voices. You will no longer submit yourself to discouraging voices in the name of the Lord Jesus. You are more than enough. In the name of Jesus, I decree again, you are more than enough. In the name of the Lord Jesus. Last day tonight, uh, maybe you belong to the camps of those people who just second-guess themselves. You know, some people hear strange voices or hear people who are speak, saying they're not enough. Some of that people speak to themselves or second-guess themselves. In Jeremiah chapter 1, when you read from verse 5 there, uh, God called Jeremiah. And what would Jeremiah say? Oh, I cannot speak. Uh, I'm, I'm a child. And God said, through you, I've chosen you. Before I formed you in your mother's womb, I ordained you a prophet to the nations. He said, through you, you will root down, you will build up, you will do all kinds of things. But Jeremiah was saying, oh, I'm just a child. I'm just a child. I can't speak. The same thing happened to Moses in Exodus chapter 3. Exodus chapter 3, God uh, appeared to Moses by, by the burning bush. And then uh, when uh, God confronted him, what did Moses say? Uh, you know, I can't talk. Lord, anyone tonight listening to me who is over-focused on your weakness, I pray for you tonight that my God gives you a different perspective to your weakness. Paul said, my, my, uh, he said, for this thing, I asked God to take this weakness away from me. Three times I begged God, but God kept saying, my, my, he said, my grace is sufficient for you, for my strength uh, perfects your weakness. My grace is sufficient. And that's what I say to somebody here tonight. My God will deliver you from being over-focused on your personal weakness or what is not adequate in your personal makeup. Uh, you won't, uh, your aspiration will not be terminated just because of your background or because of your stature or lack of education or disability. God's grace covers all those things. That's what you need to understand. And you need to focus on God's grace. Lastly, tonight, before I start to take questions, uh, 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 in, in 1 Samuel, I just want to buttress a point. Somebody may even have asked me a question already about it, but I need to buttress this point to you. In 1 Samuel chapter 9, it was time for Saul. Israel was asking for a king, and God was going to appoint a king for Israel. And then God spoke to Samuel that a young man was going to come. And when he, when he has come, this is what you are going to say to him, and you are going to anoint him as the king over Israel. And then it happened that uh, the Bible says in 1 Samuel chapter 9 there that the, 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 the Kish, the father of Saul, his animals were missing. And then Saul was going to look for his father's animal and then he went with the servant. And then he got to a point they were tired. They've looked, they've gone through the land of Shalim, the land of Shalisa, they couldn't find the animal. And then uh, the young man said, there's a seer in this city, a prophet. Maybe we should go and meet the prophet. Uh, and then, it, I mean, to call it a long story short, they went to meet the prophet. And uh, when they got to Samuel, from verse 20, let me just read verse 20 down to 23, uh, in New Living Translation. The Bible says, and uh, Samuel started to talk to them. He said, and don't worry about these donkeys that were lost three days ago, for they have been found. And I'm, uh, I'm here to tell you that you and your family are the focus of all Israel's hope. Saul's reply. Saul replied, but I'm only from the tribe of Benjamin, the smallest tribe in Israel. And my family is the least important of all families of that tribe. Can you imagine? Saul was just looking at 
all the things that he could lash onto as that that reinforce is the, the the point that he should not feel adequate rather than looking at what God was about to do in his life. He was about to be ordained to be anointed as king, but he was focusing on his shortcomings. He was focusing on his lineage, focusing on where he was coming from when God wants to take him to a bigger place in destiny. So uh, the Bible says, then Samuel brought Saul, uh, and uh, uh, Samuel brought Saul and his servant into the hall and placed them at the head of the table honoring them above the 30 special guests. Samuel then instructed the cook to bring Saul the finest cut of meat, the piece uh, that had been set aside for the guest of honor. Samuel was just honoring him because he had seen something about his destiny. Somebody's listening to me tonight. I can see something about your destiny. Your, the, God has honored you in destiny. Grace is available for you. Don't cut yourself short like Saul. Uh, uh, when, uh, when you read from verse 1 and 2 of 1 Samuel 9, you will see how the book of 1 Samuel described Saul. There was no reason for Saul not to focus on what was working for him. He was focusing on the fact that his tribe was the smallest. He was the smallest in his father's house. When the Bible says in 1 Samuel 9, verse 1 and 2, the introduction of Saul was very, very magnificent. He said uh, there was a, a wealthy, influential man named Kish from the tribe of Benjamin, he was the son of Abiel, the son of Zero, the son of uh, uh, Bekorat, the son of uh, Aphia, of the tribe of Benjamin. His son, Saul, was the most handsome man in Israel. Can you imagine the most handsome man in Israel was talking about his lineage when he was supposed to say, ah, if God wants to use me as king, after all, uh, uh, I'm handsome. <laughs> the Bible says he was the most handsome man in Israel and the Bible also says, head and shoulder taller than anyone else in the land. Saul was the tallest person in the land. <laughs> and God decided to choose him. But yet, he was not looking at his height. He was not looking at the fact that he was handsome. He was thinking about his lineage. That the uh, tribe of Benjamin was the smallest tribe and blah, 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 blah. Tonight, I speak to you by the Spirit of God. It's time for you to look away at the things that make you feel inadequate. And look at the things uh, that, that are working in your life. Look, uh, I mean, you may not be analytical in your mind, but you may be somebody who is able to talk and convince. You, somebody, I mean, you may not be uh, the best Christian in the whole world in terms of being, like we say in this part of the world, a Jim Jim Christian, a spiritual juggernaut. But you know in your heart of heart that you are pursuing God. You want to get better. Why don't you focus on the fact that you have hunger in your heart and passion for God rather than allowing the devil to sink your mood because of uh, the mistake that you made yesterday. You, you may not be the, 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 the best person uh, uh, in terms of writing skill, but you may be better with, with speaking. There has to be something that you can focus on this season and not allow the devil uh, to, to make you feel so inadequate in this uh, pandemic season that you lose all opportunity and you, 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 you play to the hands of the devil. That will not be your portion in the name of Jesus. I pray for somebody uh, listening to me today, watching this broadcast, that the hand of God is coming upon you this season. Uh, erasing every feeling of inadequacy. May grace come upon you to see yourself from a covenant point of view in the name of the Lord Jesus. Can I hear a great amen to that? Uh, can I hear another amen to that? All right, before we get into prayers, I'd love to take 
uh, a few questions and I have some that have been sent ahead uh, as we had advertised this on social media. Some people sent the questions. So let me see how many I'll be able to take and then we'll get into uh, prayers. And when, we, when it's time for prayers, I want you to send your prayer requests. I'll be able to see and then we can pray uh, together on those prayer requests uh, before we bring this service to a close. All right, the first question for today said, uh, this one goes like this. I was uh, super excited and looking forward to the second half of 2020 uh, because of the plans that I, I, I had and new things I believe, uh, and the new things I believe God wanted me to do. However, right now, I'm struggling to pursue those dreams because I feel inadequate to achieve them. How do I condition myself to, me to metamorphose into a new wine skin so I'm able to hold the new and function in the new? How do I consistently break the small-mindedness mindset. I'll still go back to the sharing of tonight. The cure to small-mindedness is a covenant mindset. For me to be able to see myself not as who I am. Of ourselves we can do nothing. That's what 2 Corinthians uh, 3 and verse 5 there says. Uh, 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 it, it, I mean, it says uh, not that we are sufficient of ourselves to think of ourselves as to be anything. Our sufficiency is of God. You need to pull yourself out like David did in, in 1 Samuel chapter 30 when he lost everything to the Amalekite and his kids and his wives were taken away and everything burned down. The Bible says, and David encouraged himself in the Lord is God. David encouraged himself in the Lord is God. So you need to be able to encourage yourself and pull yourself up this season and see yourself based on the covenant that you have with God and not what is happening around you. Can we take the, 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 the next question? This one says, I have, uh, I have middle child syndrome. I have never felt special. How do I get over it? Uh, uh, middle child syndrome is what happens when you are a middle child. I'm also a middle child. I have, uh, um, I have five siblings. Uh, we're six from my mom, and I'm number five. But we're three guys, <laughs> and uh, uh, I'm the last of the, 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 the guys, and I have a lady behind me. Somehow, I'm, I'm just... Maybe not fully a middle child, but I'm saying that I'm, I also have people in between me. I have people who have gone ahead of me who have done great stuff. Because this, where this comes from is when the people ahead of you are doing great stuff, the people behind you are doing great stuff, and you start to feel like maybe I'm just supposed to be an onlooker in the journey of destiny. That will not be your portion in Jesus' name. I need you to understand one thing, uh, that you need to look beyond that household where you were born and see yourself as a child of God. In the kingdom of God, there's no middle born. There's no middle child. All of us are children of God. We have equal right before God. Uh, we are joint heirs with Christ. That means equal right, joint heirs with Christ. So you need to see yourself as joint heirs with Christ and not, I mean, we're heirs of the Father and joint heirs with the Son. So uh, whatever uh, belongs to Christ belongs to me. I, I look beyond the house where I was, where, where, where I was born. Uh, that's the only way you can step beyond this. And don't, don't even consider all your siblings, whatever may be happening in their life. Focus. Life is a personal adventure. Yeah, life is a personal adventure. When you are winning by the covenant, then you can help other people to come up as well. But if you keep comparing yourself, the Bible says they that compare themselves with themselves and compare themselves among themselves, they are not wise. It's foolishness for you to continue to compare yourselves with your siblings. Focus on your destiny. Hold on to God and do what you need to do. Another question says, I do not have any talent. I cannot sing, dance, or even do anything at all. I am, uh, um, 
He said, I'm, I'm, I'm bang average. How then can I see myself as being enough? One thing I, I need you to understand is that whoever wrote this question, you have allowed yourself to over-focus on the things that you cannot do. I explained that while I was sharing earlier. You need to look beyond the things that you cannot do. Don't be like Saul, whom the Bible says was the most handsome in Israel uh, and was the tallest guy, but all he was thinking about what was his lineage that was supposed to be a disadvantage, being a, uh, uh, from the tribe of Benjamin, which was a very small tribe. So uh, I don't believe that you don't know how to do everything. You may not be able to do, uh, maybe you are not, um, uh, how do I put it now, like calisthenics or uh, all those uh, motor skills that you can do stuff, you can move things. Uh, maybe you, that's not your forte, but it doesn't mean that there, 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 there aren't many things that you can do. Don't judge yourself only based on your weakness. Think about the other things that God has put in your life. So if you talk about average, uh, most people in this world have average skills or average stuff. I consider myself uh, to be an average guy. I, I, I also can't sing. I'm not the best preacher in the world. I don't, even, I don't even consider myself as having oratory skills. But when God has called you, he graces you. He gives you grace. So all you need is to discover what you are passionate about and trust God for grace to stand in your position. When grace starts to flow over you, it covers all your inadequacies. When you catch fire in the presence of God, the whole world will come and watch you born. So it's no longer about your skill, it's about your calling. It's about what God wants to use you for and what he has shaped you for. And when you start looking at other people who oh, I want to be able to sing or dance or do this like all these other people, I want to be able to talk like this other person, uh, you, you will be discouraged. You will not be able to fulfill your destiny. So focus on, on, on grace. Focus on the passion that you have within. There's no passionless human being. We only have people who have not discovered their passion or who have allowed the devil to repress that passion uh, because of discouragement. So I needed to come out of it this season. And as we pray tonight, I believe that God will do something in your life in Jesus' precious name. Another question, it says, uh, how do you deal with constant rejection at work, among friends, and in relationships? Because uh, after some time, you start to feel in, inadequate. And like maybe something, or like maybe some things are lacking, and that's why people walk away. Now, I need to be very objective with whoever wrote this question. It's possible that there are things you need to pay attention to. Maybe you, you, you speak to people in a derogatory manner. Maybe you even talk too much. Or maybe you are too selfish in your approach to life, and that's why people walk away. But I need you to understand something. Don't make that the only feedback that will, that, 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 that will shape your mind concerning this case. Uh, it's just for you to do a bit of course correction to do some things differently. But don't, don't use that to judge yourself. And don't use that to pull yourself down. Sometimes people walk out of our life and it doesn't have anything to do with us. It has a lot more to do with them. Rejection is not always rejection. Sometimes it's redirection. The fact that this relationship is not working or that person is working out is, is a proof that God has prepared somebody else. Yeah. Uh, in the story of, uh, of, of Elijah in, in, in 1 Samuel, uh, uh, I mean in uh, 1 Kings uh, 17 there, uh, the, 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 uh, the rejection by the, uh, at the brook where the ravens used to come and feed him, the fact that the raven did not show up is a proof that God has prepared a widow in Zarephath. That's where I'm going. 
God has a plan for your life. Don't reduce God's plan to somebody who walked out. If one person walks out, God has 10 people that he can use to replace that one person. Learn the lessons. What could be, what do you need to do differently? What do I need to do better? But don't over-internalize their walking away to mean that something is wrong with you. Sometimes it's the other person. Yeah. There's nothing you can do to make a cracked uh, uh, vessel, a cracked bottle to get filled up. And in some relationships, people want us to fill them up. And it's not because we are not filling them up. It's because they have holes. They have cracks in their own soul and in their spirit that is not allowing them to fill up. So when somebody put all the responsibility on you, it's because you are not a good person. Uh, I need to go and find somebody else to date. Or I need to find uh, another person to work with. There's no, I mean, some people, there's nothing you can do that will be good enough for them if you work for certain people who are just extremely demanding. So you, you just need to understand that and not over-internalize it. Another question. This one says, I'm constantly criticized by my boss. All right, we're getting there. I'm constantly criticized by my boss. It is almost like I'm being picked on. Whenever I do something, I feel because uh, it is me, a fault must be found. I am constantly addressed rudely in comparison to my colleague. Seeing all this makes me feel like I'm not enough for this job. And it is breeding a lot of toxicity within me. What do you advise I do? This is my advice to the person who wrote this question. When you stay too much in an atmosphere that is abusive or toxic, it starts to infiltrate your heart, and uh, before you know it, it changes the texture of your soul, where you just feel very toxic within and feel rejected within. Uh, one thing that I needed to know is that if you're dealing with a toxic person or rude person, it may not be because you are not competent. Uh, uh, take the, the, the wake-up call. Put your best into that job. Take the corrections. Do what you need to do. But if that will not change the person, it may mean that the person either uh, uh, is just being used of the devil to break your heart, or maybe the person just has a bad habit of talking rudely to other people. What I would advise you is that if that situation will not change, you need to get another job. You cannot allow yourself or somebody to be pouring acid on your soul consistently, and then you stay there because of a salary. Uh, the money is, your life is not all about the money. You, you have a destiny to fulfill, and you need strength in your inner man to be able to fulfill your destiny, uh, so that you will not be cut short, you know, in destiny. So, uh, but before you, you, you take a flight, I need you to understand. Learn the lessons, do something differently, up your game, fine-tune your skills, respond to feedback favorably, do intern, I mean, uh, take the, the, the meat of the matter and allow other things to go. There's a way you can zone out on someone that the things they're saying no longer affect you. So if you, act, if you pray and God says remain there, that means God wants to teach you something. How to zone out on negativity and focus on, on, on the positive and focus on, uh, uh, on what the word says about you and refuse for the, 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 the toxic, the, you know, the, that acid that's coming out of that person's mouth to whitewash your soul or to finish you internally. That is possible when grace is available. If you're supposed to stay there, then grace will be available. The moment you know that this thing is breaking your heart, maybe almost getting you to become depressed, even if you haven't found another job, it's better to be healthy emotionally and physically than to have a job that is killing you. 
because your destiny is still long and far ahead. And you need to preserve yourself, spirit, soul, and body to be able to take up new opportunities. You don't want to be mentally deranged or men mentally sick before you, you know that you have to leave. Uh, there's, there are bigger opportunities ahead of you. And maybe sometimes for somebody watching me tonight, it may even be a signal for you to say, um, for you to know that it's time to move on. You know, when uh, the Philistines told Isaac, Isaac then uh, to, to move on, he dug a well, they came after him. Every time they came after him and the thing was getting too much, he would just move on. He moved, he, he, his move was from the standpoint of rest, knowing that God had finished the, 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 the matter of covenant between him and Abraham, his father, and he being uh, a partaker of that covenant, God has gone ahead of him already. So if you believe that God has gone ahead of you already and it will make the crooked path straight, if you feel in your heart to move on, don't let fear of not earning money hold you in a place where somebody wants to kill your spirit. Uh, and I pray that God will make all things to work out for your good in the precious name of Jesus. And this question, perhaps maybe the last question for tonight, it says, how do I handle being treated by uh, your parents and siblings as either an alien or a widow? I grew up constantly being brought down by my mom. Every little thing I did, she would compare me to my father and bring me down in the presence of my siblings. Now, uh, there is this bitter feeling I have towards my siblings, especially my sister, because my mom or my, my mother always made me feel like I was not good at anything and would compare me to her, it has placed a dent in our relationship. I do not like being around them because of their constant complaint and fault finding. What do I do? Hmm. Well, the first thing I'll say is that for whoever wrote this question, I, I really uh, feel your pain emotionally. It's, not, it's very tough to go, grow up in a home where you are being compared with other people, where everything you, you did was not good enough, where uh, you know, the people who are supposed to help you build your esteem and build you up and prepare you for your future, they are cutting you down and you are not able to grow. Uh, you know, so uh, uh, some people in life, they, 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 they are 40 years old, but they have the emotion of an eight-year-old because they stopped growing emotionally or psychologically at that age because somebody did something that, that, that just stopped and terminated their growth. And, you know, so this, 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 these are the kind of things that lead to that. And when you find yourself in this kind of situation, you need to pursue God for healing, for restoration, so that you can start to grow again emotionally. You know, the Bible says we should not... Uh, uh, we should not be conformed to this word. Uh, Romans 12 and verse 2, uh, it said, but we should, uh, be, we, we should be transformed by the renewing of our mind. Transformed by the renewing of our mind. Uh, uh, when we give our life to Christ, when, when you give your life to Christ, what happens is that your spirit, is, I mean, has been battered again. Your spirit was battered again, so you are a newborn in the spirit. But the, 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 the soul is not new. It has to be renewed consciously. So what you have gone through, through your family, uh, has done something to, to, to your soul, has done something to you emotionally, and you need the word of God to renew your mind about it. To see yourself, first and foremost, outside of that home. 
to see that when we lack the love of a mother, there's the love that is greater than the love of a mother, which is the love of God. And the Bible says nothing shall separate us from the love of God, which is in Christ Jesus. And so when you have that love of God in your heart, it can help you overcome uh, the feeling of inadequacy that comes from the lack of motherly love or fatherly love or growing up in a toxic family where all kinds of things have been said about you. You need to forgive your mom. You need to forgive your siblings. Without forgiving them, you yourself will not be able to access the healing and the restoration that you need. You know the Lord's Prayer. Forgive us our trespass as we forgive those who trespass against us. Uh, so uh, as you are not perfect, they are not perfect. They acted based on the level of their knowledge and maybe the devil used them against you. But this is a time to outgrow all that and believe in yourself and, and put yourself side by side and benchmark the word of God. What has the word of God said about you? Yeah. You are who God says you are. You are a winner, not a loser. That's the song that we used to sing back in the day. I'm, I'm, I'm what God says I am. I'm a winner, not a loser. That's the song that you need to be singing to yourself right now. And take your life as, 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 you know, as a personal adventure in Christ Jesus, as an individual that has a covenant with God. Uh, you can imagine what you're talking about. Look like what David went through. When Eliab, his older, oldest brother, came in my sharing in 1 Samuel 17, and he came to talk him down, to talk him down. You can imagine David, even when Samuel went to his house to anoint, to find the king, uh, they, they behave as if it didn't exist. Yeah. It, they had to ask his father, do you have another son? Do you know how it feels for a father to forget that he has another son? It meant that he thought that David was useless. He could not be reckoned with. It's, what he could do was just to stay with animals in the backside of nowhere. So they forgot him there. The prophet, if not that the prophet was in the spirit, he would have anointed Eliab. He would have anointed another brother of, 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 of David. But he said, ah, are these all your sons? And then his father had to think and say, oh, 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 there's one who is, um, that one, uh, it's a small boy, oh, and he's very, you know, very smallish at, at the same time. You know, he, 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 God will not be choosing him. Uh, uh, I'm not sure God can be choosing that. That's why I forgot him. If you were David, how would you feel about your father? So for the first person who wrote this question, you need to put yourself in the shoes of David. I know you've suffered all those things, but how, what happened to David? that made them develop that can-do spirit. He said to Goliath, we can decode it from there, who is this uncircumcised Philistine to defy the army of the living God? David focused on covenant, 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 which was uh, symbolized by circumcision. The father he called Goliath an uncircumcised Philistine was that he saw himself as a circumcised child of God, a man of covenant. And that's how you need to see yourself. So if somebody has forgotten about you or somebody said something about you, it's time to put it behind you. Forgive them and focus on the covenant that you have in Christ Jesus and know that God has a great plan for you. You are a David in the making and you will still wear that crown in destiny in the name of the Lord Jesus. You, God will use it to bring down Goliath and then you will know that our God is ever good and ever faithful in Jesus' precious name. Another question. Somebody says, please, I would like to know if it is advisable to marry a repentant prostitute. Hmm. I wonder how this kind of question escaped into feeling of inadequacy. Is it the one feeling inadequate or is it the person who is a repentant prostitute? But I'll answer the question all the same. <laughs> uh, okay, so I, I, I feel that we make a, a lot of mistakes when we judge people based on their past. This, this person was 
or a repentant prostitute. That's what you said. This person is a repentant prostitute. The person used to be a prostitute. She's no longer a prostitute right now. He or she is no longer a prostitute right now. Let me not assume it's a woman. Uh, 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 it could have been a man. So he or she is no longer a prostitute right now. And you need to understand that our past is behind us. It has implication on our present because of the things we have to deal with. So if you want to marry this person, what, all I'll say is I don't judge this person based on their past. Just uh, uh, look in intently to be sure that they have overcome that past. And if there's anything you can do to help them overcome it, to build their self-esteem and all that, that's what you should be focused on. And if you truly love this person, there's nothing that stops you from being able to do that. All of us have our past. Many people have done all kinds of terrible things in the past, but the Bible says uh, uh, that, that, you know, as far as, you know, the, 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 the heaven is from the, from the heart, that's how God has separated us, uh, our sins from us and he has washed our sins away. But when it comes to the effect of having lived a particular lifestyle, uh, as you go out with a person, you need uh, to, to, to build trust by seeing that this person has fully recovered and this person is following through to continue to grow in the things of God and grow in the knowledge of God, which is how we renew our mind and continually gain strength. And then, please go ahead, especially if you love the person and you're fully convinced by God, you have a conviction in your heart that this is, is supposed to be your spouse, go ahead and marry. Um, one last question, final question for tonight. This one says, I started something new in my life and I've been getting very strong feelings of imposter syndrome. That is, uh, the persistent inability to believe that one's success is deserved. How can I adequately deal with that? I'll be very objective as I answer this question. Sometimes people give testimonies in church, oh, I felt I didn't qualify for this job, but God gave me. It's one thing for God to open a door for you to enter into a room. It's another thing for you to behave yourself as you enter into the room and understand the ethics of the space and understand how to behave and learn the things that you need to learn there. God will often open a, a big and effectual door before you and I. Sometimes we feel inadequate, we feel like we don't qualify, but what God wants us to do is to depend on him and trust him to help us to catch up. So there are skills that you need to develop, there are relationships that you need to develop, there are people that you need to hold on to who will walk you through the rope and help you. When you get into big shoes, don't walk alone. You will stumble. Walk with men and women who are already in such big shoes or who have worn such big shoes before. We call them mentors. Yeah. They will help you. They will, they will share their experiences with you. They will pray with you if, they, if they're of the same faith with you. They will help you and prod you up to get to the point where you can occupy that position with God, with confidence, with courage that only God can give. So you just need to do your part. I feel that the reason why you're feeling like that is that uh, you've stepped into something new. You're feeling like an imposter, like you're in the wrong place because you feel you don't have what it takes because you're not doing anything about it. If God is the one that has opened that door to you, he has also positioned many other things around you that will help you to walk through that path successfully. So open your eyes. Allow him to open your eyes tonight and allow him uh, to, to let you know uh, your instructors, your teachers. The Bible says your teachers will no longer be hidden from you. And you hear a voice behind you saying this is the way walk in it. So uh, allow God to help you to hear, to see, 
and to understand the people, the helpers of destiny, the mentors, uh, the people who will help you to walk through that situation. The skill that you need to develop that are available these days anyway, all kinds of things, is when you step into big shoes and you are complacent, you refuse to do anything differently, that imposter feeling will continue to grow. And before you know it, your confidence will start to fail and the balls will be dropping and you may lose that opportunity. That will not be your portion in the precious name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Can I get a big amen to that? Praise the Lord. I said praise the Lord. All right, we want to get into uh, the prayer session uh, right now and I want you to send in your prayer uh, request uh, 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 as we start to pray. Tonight, I believe that we have an open heavens over us, wherever you may be right now. The heavens are open. Grace is released as we lift up our voice to pray tonight. I want us to start by just appreciating God and thanking him. Just bless him. Just appreciate him and thank him. Thank him for his grace. Thank him for the benefit of the covenant. The fact that you can walk in covenant with Jehovah is, 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 is just is doing and it's marvelous in our eyes. The Bible says, he said, I will have mercy on whom I will have mercy. I will have compassion on whom I will have compassion. There are many people walking the street of the city where you are right now who don't know God, who cannot you know, boldly say, I have a covenant with Jehovah, but I do. I have a covenant with Jehovah. If you do, I want you to bless him tonight because that's what uh, our self-esteem is premised on that covenant. Please go ahead and bless him. Thank him for the benefit of knowing Jesus Christ as your Lord and personal Savior. And if you tonight you don't know Jesus as Lord, your Lord and personal Savior, it's time for you to also consider giving your life to Jesus Christ. After this prayer, I'm going to lead you uh, to Christ. Uh, 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 or maybe I should just do that straight away so that I don't waste time. As other people are blessing God right now, if you know that you are not saved, you are not born again, the Bible says the prayer of the wicked is an abomination to God. The desires of the righteous are his delight. Before you join us to pray so that your prayer will not be empty, uh, uh, I want to lead you to Christ right now. Or uh, maybe you are far away from God. You, you've been fervent before, you've lost your fire, uh, you are now living consistently in sin, you feel that sin has separated you from God, and you want to rededicate your life to Jesus. I want you to also pray this prayer with me. Will you put your hand on your heart right now and say this prayer with me? Say, Lord Jesus, I come to you tonight. I acknowledge that I'm a sinner. I cannot save myself. I need a savior. So I ask that you forgive me my sins and that you cleanse me from every unrighteousness. I receive you tonight as my Lord and my personal Savior. Come into my heart and give me a new beginning in Jesus' precious name. If you just said that prayer with me, I want you to go to the comment section there, uh, uh, the chat room on whatever platform you have, whether it's audio or video platform. I want you to go there and let our officials, our ministers and hosts and hostesses there know that you just made a decision to follow Jesus Christ, that you just made a decision to rededicate your life to God. I want you to do that right away. Uh, they, they, they would want to uh, send you some materials that will be a blessing to you. And if you do that, we'll be able to, do, uh, to, to embrace you, send you a link with which you can reach us and we can chat with you and uh, furnish you with uh, some help that will make you stand for God the remaining days of your life. So every other person, can we lift up our hands to Jesus right now and begin to just, if you can pray in the, in the Spirit, just pray in the Spirit and just, just bless the name of the Lord and just appreciate him and bless him, appreciate him and bless him, appreciate him and bless him. Father, we thank you for your many benefits in our lives. We give you glory. We give you praise. We appreciate you, our Father. We give you glory. Thank him. Thank him. Thank him for the things that are working in your life. 
uh, it's because God is in your life that all things have not gone bad. So why don't you thank God tonight and appreciate him for all the things that are working right now in your life. Thank him. If you still have a job, thank him for the job. If you don't have a job or you have a family, thank him for, 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 for your family. Thank him for all the things that are working in your life. Thank him. Go ahead and bless him tonight. And as we bless him, we're going to start to pray. The first prayer point I want to put up tonight is I want you to take authority over every voice that is rising against your destiny in judgment. Every strange voice, everyone saying that you are not enough, everything that is pointing your attention back to your past. I want you to begin to speak against it tonight and begin to declare uh, that my destiny is right ahead of me. I'm marching forward to, towards destiny with grace, with courage. I stand against anything that is pointing me to my past, anything that is saying that I'm not enough. The Bible says every tongue that rises against you in judgment, you shall condemn. I want you to reach your voice tonight, condemn every voice, the voice of inadequacy, uh, the, 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 the voice that is saying it's not you, you can't do this. Speak against the voice of Eliab, uh, that brother of David who was saying, who are you? David. What are you doing here? This is not the place of fulfillment of destiny for you. This place is only meant for people like us. I want you to speak against it right now. Begin to raise your voice right now and begin to declare, I stand against the voice of Eliab in my life. Whoever represents Eliab, whoever represents Sambalat and Tobias, uh, the ones who were speaking to Nehemiah in the book of Nehemiah chapter 4, and they were saying, oh, whatever you do cannot last. Uh, you don't have the strength. You don't have the grace. I want you to speak against every of sort tonight and begin to declare it that I hear God clearly in this season. In the name of Jesus, I will not hear the voice of a stranger. I will not hear the voice telling me I'm not adequate. Oh, I, I, I'm the beloved of the Lord, and uh, greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. I want you to begin to declare it right Right now, as you pray, the hand of God is coming upon you based on your confession today. Grace is going to be released towards you and your life will never be the same again. In the precious name of the Lord Jesus. Come on, somebody go ahead, declare tonight. Declare tonight, God wants to do something new in your life. And as you say in his presence, so he will do to you. So I want you to bind every contrary voice and decree, my God is at work in my life, working in me to will and to do of his good pleasure. So I declare tonight that I'm adequate. I am sufficient. My sufficiency is in Christ. My focus is on the covenant. I reject anything that is contrary in the name of Jesus. Somebody pray tonight, whatever is pulling down your esteem, whether it's the voice of a person, whether it's, it's, whatever it is, I want you to decree tonight and declare that I stand against whatever is pulling down my self-esteem. Every self-destructive uh, 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 self thoughts prevalent on my mind, the Bible says we should cast down imagination. And every thought that is exalting themselves against the knowledge of God, cast them down right now and begin to declare it. I'm sufficient in Christ. I'm adequate in Christ. I'm complete in him who is the head of all principalities and power. That's Christ. I have been made complete in him. I want you to declare it tonight and stand against anything that is pulling down your self-esteem. Reject it. In the name of the Lord Jesus, if it's the voice of a person, if it's the voice of your mother from the past, the voice of a teacher from the past, I want you to silence those voices right now. Plead the blood of Jesus. Mention the name of the person and say, by the power in the blood, I reject your voice in my life. I believe the report of the Lord, not your own report concerning me. You are not my creator, so you cannot speak into my life. 
I only believe the report of my creator. And it's coded in the scriptures. The Bible says uh, that I am more than enough. I am uh, I'm more than conquerors in Christ Jesus. I can do all things through Christ that strengthens me. Or uh, The Bible says my path is shining brighter every day. So I believe even through this pandemic that my path will still shine brighter. That all things are restored back to me. That for my shame, God has given me double. Double honor. Double grace for this season. In the name of the Lord Jesus, lift your voice tonight and declare it, declare it, declare it. In the name of the Lord Jesus, declare it. Maradabo shatikre ikre dibo shute kranda makrodo poto korodobo shetaya rakrodo bo se sipre ikra dengre akalike tekeya. My God is bringing a new atmosphere into your life. I want you to begin to declare it right now. I receive a, fresh, a new atmosphere. I stand against the atmosphere of negativity or the atmosphere of not enough and inadequacy that has pervaded my life, pervaded my thought. I pray the blood of Jesus over my mind this season. I decree a shift in the atmosphere over my life, over my family. In the name of the Lord Jesus, I decree that the hand of God comes upon me and my household to see new things, to see greater eyes, and to believe. Uh, tonight, I receive courage. In my innermost being, uh, according to the prayer of Paul to the Ephesians, Ephesians chapter one, he said that God uh, will strengthen you with might in your inner, innermost being. I want you to pray tonight. I receive strength. I receive might in my innermost being. I refuse to succumb to the voice of the adversary. I declare that strength is made available to me. In the name of the Lord Jesus, raise your voice tonight. Decree and declare that you have received strength in your innermost being. That you are more than enough. You can bring down any giant this season. In the name of the Lord Jesus, mention any giant that needs to come down this season. And decree and declare it, I, I will finish this project with grace. In the name of the Lord Jesus, as I go for that interview, I receive grace to see myself uh, as a covenant child of God. And people with occultic powers will not subvert me. In the name of the Lord Jesus, I stand in my authority in Christ Jesus to decree that my path is shining brighter. My path is shining brighter. I want you to say, say it. Say, my path is shining brighter. My path is shining brighter. In the name of the Lord Jesus, I refuse to be pulled down or held back by any thought that is contrary to the will of God. The Bible says, the weapons of our warfare, they are not carnal, but mighty in Christ Jesus to the pulling down of strongholds. So I pull down strongholds in my mind. Any thought that is above uh, the knowledge of God concerning me. Any imagination that says I cannot go beyond a particular line. In the name of the Lord Jesus, I step on that imagination. I pull it down. In the name of Jesus, that should be your prayer right now. Begin to declare it. Begin to declare it. New doors. Effectual doors are open unto me this season. I receive grace to walk into it. In the name of the Lord Jesus, declare it, declare it, declare it, declare it. And as you do that tonight, we're going to be praying concerning some prayer points that have been sent. Uh, 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 some Somebody said, I want God to perfect, I want God to perfect uh, my daughter's uh, child delivery coming up very soon. Okay, somebody's about to deliver and we're praying tonight that God will make that delivery smooth in the name of the Lord Jesus. Someone said, I have a prayer request. I just started a full stop business and I'm struggling to get clients to patronize me. Uh, tonight, I want to lift your voice and begin to pray for everyone. Let's use this brother as a point of contact to everyone who has just started a new business. We decree that wisdom is made available to you. Grace and favor is released over every new business this season. As you step out, my God will step out with you. 
in the name of the Lord Jesus. Everyone that, that is delivering a child this season. Uh, the one who says, can I bring to the place of birth and not cause to deliver? Uh, that God is the one that we are entreating tonight. So I want you to pray tonight that the delivery shall be smooth, whether it's of a biological child or of starting something new. Uh, God will cause everyone to deliver uh, smoothly this season in the name of Jesus. Somebody says, I'm asking God to perfect all that concerns my career. I'm asking God Almighty to give uh, uh, me more reason to testify this season. I, I, we agree together by faith with anyone who, who is on the career path and wants something better, something new, or, or wants a promotion. We pray this season in the name of Jesus that God, God, our God, the one who answers prayer, the one who goes ahead of us to make every crooked path straight, is going ahead of you and is going to work everything out for you in that career path. In the name of the Lord Jesus, every career-related prayer point will receive grace over everyone in the name of the Lord Jesus. And we decree tonight that the hand of God comes upon your career in the name of the Lord Jesus. In the name of the Lord Jesus, Rakata Kayaba, Reboko Suso Tupri Ikra Inga, Like Tusho Pre Ikatoso, Ekra Dagabaya, Rakuto Pre Ikre, Igeshita Karadabasha, Mere de Geboso, from Instagram, uh, uh, pray, somebody says prayer for my sister and a marriage. Uh, the, the husband is abusive to her mentally. We pray tonight for everyone who is going through ab abuse in their marriage. We decree and declare healing for their marriage in the name of Jesus. We pray that the hand of God is, uh, 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 the hand of the devil is broken over their marriage. In the name of the Lord Jesus, uh, somebody is asking for prayer, uh, all kinds of requests tonight for prayer, for wisdom and guidance in business. We pray for everyone who is on a business path right now, who will receive for you favor, will receive for you divine guidance. In the name of Jesus, you, your decisions shall be accurate. My God will preserve you this season. In the name of the Lord Jesus, uh, we pray uh, for fresh opportunities. In the name of Jesus, in this, the wake of this social distancing, whatever may be standing against your business, we receive for you wisdom to know what to do and how to go about resuscitating what you do in the name of the Lord Jesus. We pray for everyone trusting God for marital settlement uh, uh, and, and means to be able to consolidate marriages. We receive for you grace this season, courage this season. As you move, the hand of God will come upon you and meet you at every point of need in the name of the Lord Jesus. In one moment, I just want us to lift up our hands and just pray for anything that has to do with marriage and marital settlement. Just pray in the Holy Ghost. Just pray in the Holy Ghost. Pray in the Holy Ghost that homes are supernaturally preserved, that marital destinies are fulfilled in grand style this season, that God brings people to seasons of connection, even in the midst of social distancing, that bone will locate bone, flesh will locate flesh in the name of the Lord Jesus. Every unmarried person that is on this platform tonight, trusting God for, for divine connection. We agree together with you by faith 
and we declare that the hand of God comes upon you to fulfill your marital destiny in the name of the Lord Jesus. Everyone who has suffered any demonic attack in their life that has written a prayer point tonight, we decree in the name of Jesus that the hand of the devil is broken over your life. We plead the blood of Jesus concerning you and we decree that by the hand of God, grace sorts you out this season. You will not, no longer be stranded. In the name of the Lord Jesus, we plead the blood. Uh, uh, Satan will declare that the blood of Jesus is against you. In the name of the Lord Jesus, so the end of every adversary is broken. In the name of the Lord Jesus. Everyone trusting God for the fruit of the womb. We decree right now that grace is released towards you. In the name of Jesus, we command uh, that Jehovah God makes you fruitful. In the name of the Lord Jesus, oh, God makes you fruitful. This season, we decree that your womb uh, is open and that womb receive grace uh, to incubate seed. In the name of the Lord Jesus, no more miscarriage, no more abortion. In the name of the Lord Jesus, thank you everlasting Father. I want to, to just give you this, this time to just begin to uh, just pray in the spirit upon your own personal request. Will you lift your two hands to Jesus right now and begin to lift your voice? Whatever request you have in your mind, can we dedicate this remaining short time that we have to just pray in the spirit, to just pray in the spirit and just declare in the name of the Lord Jesus, the hand of God comes upon every desire of your heart. They leave the realm of desire. You, you will see them tangibly. Before this month is over, I pray for someone today. Before this month is over, Jehovah shows up in the affairs of your life and grace is released towards you. Lift your voice right now and pray in the Holy Ghost. Pray in the Holy Ghost. Pray in the Holy Ghost. Pray in the Holy Ghost because the hand of God is coming upon your life this season. In the name of Jesus, you will never be the same again. Grace is released over you. Thank you, everlasting Father. Thank you, everlasting Father. Somebody, uh, uh, I see, just the next 30 seconds, God wants you to raise your voice and pray over your household. Every covering cloud of darkness, speak against them right now. Decree a new atmosphere over your household, over your family, in the name of Jesus. Father, we rebuke every darkness. We rebuke every covering cloud. We command clouds to shift, for atmospheres to shift in, in every family connected to this broadcast right now, everyone who watched this after now, in the name of the Lord Jesus, we command uh, open heavens over every household. In the name of the Lord Jesus, open heavens over every household. In the name of the Lord Jesus, Lord, everyone whose heart is broken right now, I receive the healing power of God upon you right now, right where you are. The hand of Jehovah comes upon you, healing every wound. In the name of the Lord Jesus, you will uh, forget the pain of the past. In the name of Jesus, my God will cause you to forget. It will bring you into a new season. In the name of Jesus. Finally, finally tonight, I want somebody to just declare. In the name of Jesus, declare by faith, I'm entering into a new season. I'm entering into a new season. Declare by faith, I'm entering into a new season. In the name of the Lord Jesus, declare it, pray in the spirit. I'm entering into a new season. Confess it with your mouth. It's a new season. It's a new day. Uh, fresh grace. New things are happening in my life positively. In the name of the Lord Jesus, a new season. A new season. A new season. In the name of the Lord Jesus. Thank you, everlasting Father. So I decree tonight prophetically over somebody joined to this broadcast. Step into a new season. In the name of Jesus, 
Step into new experiences according to the plans of God for your life. I bind the spirit of distraction over your life. I come against discouragement. I come against that feeling of not enough, uh, not inadequate. In the name of the Lord Jesus. And I decree a new season comes upon your life from this moment forward. In the name of Jesus. Thank you, everlasting Father. We give you glory. We give you praise. We give you glory and we give you praise. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Very quickly, I want us to partake of the communion together. So if you have uh, uh, a communion material with you right there, uh, where you are, I want it, it's time for you to, uh, to, 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 to take them up right now. Whatever communion material you have with you, uh, bread, uh, wafer, whatever it is that you have with you there, it's time for you to, 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 to take that communion material as we pray over the communion tonight. Uh, uh, whether it's water, wine, or drink that you have there, it's time uh, for you to, 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 to partake of the communion with me tonight. Uh, so I, I want to speak a blessing over what you have right there. I want to speak a blessing over what you have there. And as I speak a blessing, we'll partake of the communion together uh, in the name of Jesus. Father, we thank you uh, for every communion element with your people out there. Uh, we recognize that biscuit, that bread, that wafer as your body that was broken for us. The Bible says that night as you sat with your disciple, you said this is your body that was broken for us. You broke it and all of them partook of it. And you said this is your blood that was shed for us. And they all partook of that grape wine with you. And you said we should do this in remembrance of you. So, Father, tonight we do this in remembrance of you. We ask that as your people will partake of the communion today, we'll remember your finished work on the cross of Calvary, and we ask that you uh, visit every household and bless everyone. Let the heavens open in a new dimension. Uh, let grace be released. We command healing, that your healing power will flow as we remember the price that you paid for our healing. That peace will return to somebody's heart. Peace will return into somebody's home as we remember the price that you paid for our peace and the covenant of peace that we have with you. Whatever stands against someone's peace this time, we come against it in the name of Jesus and we decree that doors of peace are open into your heart and into your business and into your household. We thank you, everlasting Father. Thank you for pain that is taken away, pain in the back. Uh, in, the, in the name of Jesus, somebody who has been finding it very painful to urinate, I command the healing power of God comes upon your urinary tract right now in the name of Jesus, causing that tract to be healed completely in the name of Jesus. As we partake of this communion tonight, I decree that your kidney is healed. Somebody, God is giving you a new kidney in the name of Jesus. By the power in the blood, we command a miracle, a miracle, a miracle for that kidney situation and we command that your kidney is healed in the name of Jesus. I pray for someone who has had issues with blood clot. As you partake of this communion tonight, your blood is healed in the name of Jesus. Uh, someone who has been having incessant nagging migraine headache. As you partake of this communion tonight, I decree that you are supernaturally healed in the name of the Lord Jesus. And I pray for someone uh, who has a child tonight who has not been able to speak. As this child partake of the communion tonight, I decree right now that tongue is loosed and that child starts to speak perfectly in the name of the Lord Jesus. Thank you, everlasting Father. Thank you for minds that are restored. 
And thank you for grace released upon your people in the precious name of the Lord Jesus. Please go ahead and partake of the communion. Please go ahead. Praise God. Praise God. Hallelujah. As you partake of the communion, lift your hand to him and just bless him and just appreciate him. Our God is good and his mercies endure forever. We thank him for his, his many benefits in our lives. And I believe that our God who hears and answers prayer, he has answered our prayers tonight and somebody is stepping into the rest of this week with boldness, with confidence, that feeling of inadequacy has left you and uh, even when the enemies try to come back, please just keep saying that I'm more than enough. Uh, I've stepped into a new season. This is a season where my focus is on God and my focus is on what only Christ can do. And I believe that I've stepped into a new season. Let that be your testimony in the precious name of the Lord Jesus. Uh, can I hear a believing? Amen. If you're blessed tonight, let me know you're blessed. Uh, go into the chat room. Uh, just let me know how this has been for you. If God has taught your life, let me know that God has taught my life. I'm blessed. Uh, 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 I feel better. I feel great. The word of God is now alive in my heart. In the name of Jesus, I feel, I'm filled with joy. That's, that's what I want to see. Go ahead, confess it, say it. Whatever you type in there, I see God doing it in your life. In the precious name of the Lord Jesus. Somebody say it better. Amen. All right. As, uh, as we bring this service to a close, I have a few announcements. But before the announcements, I want uh, uh, to ask you to give to God tonight. Uh, it's, uh, it's a normal practice for us. We believe that our worship is not complete until we worship the Lord with our substance. So I wanted to worship God with something tonight. Maybe an offering or maybe you, you, there's a tithe that is outstanding that you need to pay. Or maybe it's just a seed in your heart that you want to sow to, to, uh, to, 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 you know, to just step in into a new season. Please go ahead and, and do that tonight. Uh, the details uh, for how we give. Is, uh, uh, should be on, on, on your screen. If you're watching on, a, on an audiovisual platform, uh, uh, you should be able to see the different ways by which we can give. If you're on an audio platform, the MixLR platform, uh, all I wanted to know is that our officials right there will post also a link to our giving platform. And it's very simple. If you go to elevationengine.org, even after now, you can uh, see the, the giving portal there. The giving portal there will give you all the information about the different ways by which you can give. And if you want to use your card to give, you can use it to give right there. We have a new system there that is a, a safe and secured system, the Flutter Wave system, where you, you, you can use your card to give and it's very safe and secured. If you are uh, part of any of the expressions of the Elevation Church and you have the account details of your expression and you, you want to give through your expression, uh, please go ahead and do that. If you are watching from outside of the country and you just feel, uh, uh, you know, you really want to give and be a blessing uh, to the ministry of the Elevation Church, please get on our website, elevationng.org uh, forward slash giving, and you see the different ways by which you can give and be a blessing to the, the work of God at the Elevation Church. Uh, uh, can I say a prayer uh, for everyone giving tonight? Uh, let's pray together. Father, we thank you for the opportunity to give to you. We receive a blessing over every giver and we ask everlasting Father, uh, look upon our seeds favorably, accept it as our worship and cause your favor to rest upon the work of our hand. Thank you everlasting Father in Jesus' precious name. 
Amen. And I want to say a big thank you to you uh, for supporting ministry work at the Elevation Church through your giving and your consistency uh, at sacrificing, uh, uh, you know, in God's presence every time that we gather together. Uh, because of your giving, we can do a lot this season, uh, both from the point of view of outreach ministries and all, uh, to different events that we put together, or even in the way we are able to help people with benevolence uh, um, uh, uh, activities that help them to fare better in the course of this uh, crisis that we're in. Praise God. I said praise God. Thank you very, very much, and God bless you. All right? Uh, one or two announcements as we bring the service to a close. The first one is that uh, uh, our, uh, we're, we're mobilizing for prayers in our small groups. We believe that this is the season where men ought always to pray, where women ought always to pray and not to give up. So uh, uh, we'll have a prayer campaign going on in our small groups. And if you want to be a part of that, you need to join one of our small groups this season. We have our curriculum that is uh, uh, the Pleasing God curriculum. And then we're infusing prayers into that. Our small groups are very powerful this season and you need to be a part of it. All that I will ask this time is that you uh, send us an email, smallgroups.elevationng.org to, to be able to join a small group or better still, just uh, use any of the numbers that are being put in the chat room there to send us uh, a chat to let us know that you want to join a small group. Also, uh, we have an event coming up uh, uh, this Saturday, uh, the, the 11th of July at 4 p.m. West African time. Uh, it's, it's tagged Live After Childbirth. This is specifically uh, for people uh, who have, who have uh, kids 12 months and younger. If you've given birth to a child in the last 12 months, whether in the last one month, three months, six months, up to 12 months, we want it to be a part of this event that we tag life after, uh, uh, after childbirth. It's a webinar uh, that we hold uh, 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 on Zoom. If you check, if you're on, on the audio platform, uh, a link will be sent to you, or if you check on any of our social media platform, you'll see it posted there, and you, you can invite somebody. Uh, the link is, uh, you know, bit.ly forward slash nurturing your newborn. So it's about nurturing your newborn, caring for infants, uh, maternal health, post-childbirth, uh, post uh, you know, manage, uh, managing your marriage and family, even in the midst of all that. And we have seasoned professionals who will speak to the different areas of things that people in this life cycle must engage with this season. So we want to invite you to be a part of that experience. And if you know anyone that should be, please invite them this Saturday. Anyone that's dealing uh, with a, 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 a newborn, please invite them to be a part of it. It promises to be an enriching experience for our new mothers and fathers. Uh, uh, also, another event for singles, which is also happening this, this Saturday, 11th of July, 5 p.m. West African time, uh, uh, a spotlight with Johnny Drill. Johnny Drill is the ace musician uh, who is also, uh, you know, uh, a trailblazer out there. He's a child of God, and the singles will be hanging out with, with Johnny Drill this Saturday, 5 p.m. on Instagram Live at uh, Tech Singles. At Tech Singles is the Andrew for the Bridge, which is the uh, singles ministry of the Elevation Church. Uh, hanging out with Johnny Drew promises to be a powerful, powerful conversation about life, about love, and about faith, and about, I, I believe, also about pop culture and uh, what it looks like to be in the high of the storm in the music industry as a believer. Uh, so all singles, please join Spotlight with Johnny Drew uh, this Saturday, 5 p.m. at Tech Singles, 
is the Instagram handle where you can be a part of that. Please go ahead uh, and, and like at Tech Singles, uh, follow at Tech Singles if you're single, so that you won't miss out on any subsequent events of uh, our singles ministry. Lastly, uh, uh, the Accelerate Prayer Conference resources, especially the MP3 audios, are now available uh, for download on our website, elevationng.org forward slash resources. So you can, uh, you can just get there with a token, I think just a hundred naira or so uh, for one MP3 of a message. You can download and listen on your, on your phone, listen at any time, listen on your way to work. Some of the things that were said during the conference are things that you need to listen to again and again, pray with again and again, because every word spoken will find a fulfillment in your life in the precious name of Jesus. So get on our website uh, and uh, on the resource platform there, you'll be able to pick up uh, uh, the, the, the audio resource of Accelerate Prayer Conference. Uh, God bless you and do have a very, very wonderful night and enjoy the rest of the week. I look forward uh, to seeing you uh, on Sunday as we share the word of God and worship Jehovah together. Uh, please continue to follow us on social media uh, to know all the happenings at the Elevation Church. Uh, uh, we have all kinds of programs happening this season for different people group that will be of a great benefit to you. Uh, please give my love to your family and enjoy the rest of the evening. God bless you. Keep shining and may the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ continue to rest upon you in the precious name of Jesus. God bless you. I trust God that you've had a refreshing time in God's presence today. I believe God that you will have a testimony to share in the very near future. When that happens, please share with us by sending an email to testimonies at elevationng.org. Please join us for our morning prayers Mondays to Saturdays, 6 a.m. to 7 a.m. West African time on the Zoom app. The link is now displayed on the screen and we would also share on our various social media platforms. Join us this Sunday on our various social media platforms at 7, 9, and 11 a.m. Please hit the subscribe button so that you don't miss any part of the service. And if you're joining us from outside West Africa, please note that we'll have repeat broadcast at a time more convenient for you. Visit onlinechurch.elevationng.org or our YouTube page. Remember, we're just an email and a call away, so send us an email to info at elevationng.org or call us on 0700-ELEVATE, that's 0700-353-8283. Be safe everyone, God bless you and have a great week.